I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Tuesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show kicks off right now. All right, let's just lay it out for you. More on the border crisis today. We shall discuss that. It's a mess for the Biden White House. And the Senate compromise bill looks like it is going to go nowhere, which we've really known all along. Tensions rising in the Middle East. Perhaps the most uh, cliched TV chiron in the news business you'll ever see, because tensions are pretty much always rising in the Middle East. It just depends on what the uh, period of temporary peace is in between. But uh, we'll talk about how Biden may respond to uh, this attack on a U.S. base uh, that killed three uh, three members of a U.S. Army and uh, what this could mean, obviously, for security in the Middle East and also more broadly uh, in the political sense here at home, how Biden's going to handle the prospect of getting involved in another conflict or, as Joy Reid says, another bleep war. Uh, yes. You may have that that went over over cable news. Another bleeping war that went over cable news last night. Uh, so we can talk about how, how that one was. Uh, I, I'm actually with Joy Reid in so far as I, I don't want us in another war. But I also know that when you're on TV, you got to assume those mics are always, always open. Uh, certainly we do here in radio. We try to. Uh, so there's there's a lot to dive into there on the drone attack, the aftermath of it. Also, uh, there's footage of this. In a West Bank hospital, I don't know how many of you have sh- uh, seen the show Fauda. Claire, are you familiar with Fauda? No, it's, I don't know that. Oh, it's excellent. It's a counterterrorism. It's an Israeli counterterrorism show, and it really focuses on on an Israeli unit that is effectively uh, deep cover operating in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. It's a military intelligence unit. And they have obviously native Arabic speakers, but they are 
fighting for the Israelis. People are pointing out this video, this really happened in the West Bank. They took out three uh, three Palestinian terrorists. They were dressed as uh, members of the medical staff, a couple of uh, women dressed in like the full, uh, you know, head to toe hijab burqa situation. Uh, Yeah. So the Israelis, they say this was to stop another uh, October 7th like attack. Uh, And so Israel is just going to do what it has to do to defend itself. That was a story we will get to later on in the program as well. But I, I wanted to right now um, dive into... Oh, and Clay, you're going to have to explain at some point to me today so that I can feel like I know what's going on. I've never seen so much chatter over a uh, relationship that has now turned into world-changing conspiracy theory. This is why I was rooting for the Ravens, Buck, because I knew Taylor Swift was going to take over the Super Bowl. This Kelsey Swift thing... People are talking about this. It's like the Illuminati and the Bilderbergs. And, you know, it's crazy talk what's going on here. Crazy stuff uh, that they're somehow involved in the elect. I, I don't even I don't even know what to say. Clay, you could try to explain it to me later because this is what the kids are talking about online. And I, I'm sitting here like this is just utter. But Vivek, where is the I, I've got the uh, Vivek. Actually, here we go. You're going to have to explain to me how Vivek claims Taylor Swift and and Travis Kelsey are in a fake relationship, and the Chiefs will win the rigged Super Bowl over the 49ers to help Joe Biden in 2024. I have no idea Where what did, that is. Do we have to. audio of that? Like, I, I, I don't. And the reason why I ask, we'll eventually dive in. Vivek is a super smart guy, and sometimes sarcasm and, you know, like having fun yeah. does not translate. And so I'm curious where I saw that headline, but I haven't actually dove into where he said it. Um, so I would I would be interested in hearing that actual audio. But yes, if, I if will he break is down. serious, there needs to be a little accountability yeah. for that. This. this is like when- I will be the expert on the Taylor Palooza that has taken over the Super Bowl. So in the meantime, we mentioned yesterday at the top of the show, or we got to do it a little bit, this uh, $83 million judgment against the presumed Republican nominee in uh, Donald Trump. I I think we could say he's the presumptive nominee is fair. Uh, It it would be the biggest shock in, in, I don't know, probably the biggest shock in political memory for me if Donald Trump weren't going to end up being the nominee at this point. Um, And we've been telling you this now for for a couple of weeks. But E. E Jean Carroll went on uh, with Rachel Maddow last night isn't she getting paid something like thirty million a year to show up once a week? I mean, it's a great, great gig. Uh, it's- uh, in all of media, Buck, there is a strong argument that Rachel Maddow has the best contract. I don't begrudge anybody who makes a lot of money because obviously MSNBC is making a lot of money. But yeah, the reports are that she makes thirty million dollars a year to show up once a week to do that show. Uh, it's astonishing. So anyway, something uh, you know, goals hashtag goals. Um, yes, but here she is, uh, E. Jean Carroll. When she's asked what she's going to do with Donald Trump's money, which he hasn't given her yet, but that's a whole other part of this. Like, what's the actual sum going to be? This is how the woman who claims she was sexually assaulted by Donald Trump. It was in the 80s, right? Or was it the 90s? I don't the 90s, the 80s. It was like 30 years ago, whatever. Let's just 30 plus years ago. Yeah. This is how she speaks about. This verdict and this $83 million judgment play 10. You've talked about using some of 
Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, or, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. I had such, such great ideas <laughs> for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? No? Oh. All right. All right. Okay. That's a joke. Now, Clay, I, I understand what the Democrats are going to say. They're going to say, oh, but she's laughing. She's joking. Let's let's all understand. She's accused. She accused Donald Trump of forcible rape in the dressing room of a department store in New York City, which is a horrible, violent crime. Now, he wasn't even in the civil trial found guilty of that. I think it was sexual assault, but not actually rape. Right. That's the I believe that's correct. And I want to dive into that because I think it's significant. But yes, sometimes people will refer to a rape as sexual or you know, it is a form of sexual assault. So these uh, specificities or the specifics here are, are something that we should uh, nail down. But my, my point is merely, Clay, if that happens to someone and it's so traumatic that they, first of all, would be traumatic, and second of all, that they would bring it forward 30 years later and take it into court, there's nothing funny about this, right? I mean, if that had actually happened to a person, wouldn't you think the person would think there's some solemnity, that there's some hope that the uh, the justice system is punishing a person for doing something awful? It's not a big joke, is my point. But to her, it yeah. is a big joke, isn't it? Well, I think this is devastating for anybody out there who's tried to hold her up as a uh, as a true victim. I, I'm not. Look, I I can't. Look, I don't. I don't believe her. So I just want to be clear. Yeah, this is. I, I don't believe I, that uh, that Donald Trump did to her what she says he did to her. I do not believe it. I agree with you on that, and also I believe that all of her actions have demonstrated that there is, I think, a preponderance of the evidence that he didn't do this. And if you were truly a victim, I don't think you would go on MSNBC and talk about the way you're going to celebrate your $83 million is to go shopping for new outfits and to take trips and to be just like laughing it up. I I, I don't buy into this. And I I mentioned this yesterday, Buck, but I I think this is important uh, in a big way. And and I want to ask lawyers out there, 800-282-2882, because I'm going to put on my lawyer hat here for you for a minute, Buck. I don't understand the procedural posture of this case. Let's leave aside E. Jean Carroll laughing, yucking it up on television like she did. The procedural posture here is this, and see if you follow me here, Buck, because this may be a little bit complicated, and I'm probably going to have to come back and keep talking about it. But in the first suit, Trump was accused of rape, and and uh, sexual assault. Okay, simply put, rape obviously usually requires some, and I'm being graphic here, but it's, it's the legal distinction, right? Some form of penetration of a sexual nature. Sexual assault often is defined as touching somebody in an inappropriate way. Like you could grab... Uh, Groping uh, without penetration is usually a distinction that would be made here in the okay. law, yeah. So the jury in the first trial found that Trump did not rape her. They found that he committed sexual assault, and they found him to have to pay $5 million. I don't even understand, and again, I want it's a little bit complicated, so I want you guys to try to follow me as best you can. That trial did not happen until 2023. $5 million verdict, sexual assault, 
preponderance of the evidence, civil lawsuit. This is not a criminal case, civil lawsuit, which, by the way, they changed the statute of limitations for to allow her to bring this suit, which is even crazier, right? But then they found him guilty, uh, libel for defamation based on comments, this second lawsuit that just happened that he made in 2019. I don't understand legally two things. One, how can Trump be responsible for defamation from comments he made in 2019 based on a jury verdict that didn't come down until 2023? They said he defamed her based on the jury verdict. Well, the jury verdict didn't happen for four years. Second part here, Buck, and this is complicated too, he did, when he said that she was lying, the jury in the case actually agreed with him partially because she said she was raped and the jury didn't believe that. They believed she was sexually assaulted. They didn't believe he raped her. So I don't understand from a legal perspective how this is not defamation, how this is defamation, because even based on the trial that happened four years after these comments, they agreed that he didn't rape I, her, so his lying comment is true. So I have a theory here. Um, my non-lawyer theory, my political theory, uh, which I think supersedes the law here, this is all just um, practice. It's repetition of flexing the muscle of anti-Trump lawfare here. It's just uh, showing people that if you get a New York jury at this point in time that you're going to put Trump up for anything, you're going to nail him. And and this is what concerns me about this. We've we've been operating under this idea that the Alvin Bragg case is so weak and so flimsy that there must be some reality that comes into play at some point, right? The 30 whatever counts uh it is 34 counts I think or 37 counts uh of uh, of forgery or something. I mean, whatever, bookkeeping, you know, book, uh, bookkeeping violation. Right, that, that every time they wrote down that this was a personal expense, not a campaign expense, they were committing a separate criminal act. This is, it's insane, but maybe insanity is no longer something that we can rely on as the outer limit of what they're willing to do. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, maybe no, what this I, is showing think... us is that, is that the Alvin Bragg case is going to get a conviction even as crazy as it is, because they're getting these E. Jean Carroll civil verdicts like it's nothing. So that's really concerning to me. Yeah, on appeal, though, from a legal perspective, I don't see how this doesn't completely get tossed out. And this doesn't even consider the other thing, which is effectively what you're saying is Trump is not allowed to defend himself from accusations of sexual assault because that's well, defamation. Well, I, I also, you know, well, what? So now is it if you say that you don't believe someone, that's is that you know, are, are we getting into defamation now? Do I have to do I have to accept someone's public narrative of events, or else they could sue me for de- defamation? I mean, unless that, she is not able to prove what she there, there's no proof of anything that she has claimed against Trump of any kind whatsoever. It's just her word. So now, whoever a jury believes in a civil sense, the other person's guilty of defamation. I mean, if I say, like, Keith Olbermann is the worst person to have ever worked in media, can he sue me for defamation? I don't know. I think that's an opinion. Uh, What's even crazier, Buck, is it's retroactive defamation. Because, again, remember, it would be you said, like, 20 things, and then you went to trial. They found out that you had defamed her. And then they were able to sue for the 20 things you said before they found out you defamed her. I just don't understand from a legal perspective 
how you can be held accountable for what you said in 2019 based on a verdict from 2023 that you didn't even know was ever going to happen. Uh, th- this case, again, I, I, there's got to be other lawyers out there that, that are also really kind of flummoxed well, by well, I'm the entire you. process. In, insofar as I'm, I'm concerned about, remember, the whole thing, of, Kavanaugh wasn't a total success for the left, but it was successful insofar as it established a precedent of it's credible even if it's incredible in the sense of not believable. It's credible as long as it attacks our enemies. And this is now the standard we're going to use. That is what the left does. And now they took that same standard and applied it here. If they could have waived the, you know, the criminal statute, but think about what that would do, right? You waive the criminal statute of limitations for these things. Uh, you're opening up a whole, why have a statute of limitations at all? Um, but I, I think what, what we can see now, Clay, is that they, first of all, this is what they'll do in these kinds of trials going forward. But also the standard has been set whereby it doesn't matter what the evidence is. If it hurts your political opponent and you're on that jury, if it hurts the other side, do it. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah, it's actually a political outcome, not a legal outcome that concerns me the most. Well, you, you want to talk about the specific? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some interesting questions. But again, to me, this is a super important case. The more I think about it, the more crazy it gets. I mean, I would just say there's no one in this audience, right? There's no man in this audience right now who, if the standard of evidence is 30 years ago, some woman says you grabbed her somewhere, can't prove she was there, no witnesses, no physical evidence, no nothing, you would be incapable of proving Correct. that you, you didn't, didn't do, do this it. thing. You have if to you're prove in the same the state, if you live in the same city, guess what? You can't prove it. So Correct. It's crazy. What they're doing is insane, uh, but it's all about getting in trouble. We'll get into this. Let's talk about the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation, something really worthwhile and important. Tunnel of the Towers' mission is to do good and make sure we never forget. That means never forgetting 9-11, never forgetting the soldiers and first responders who risked their lives and bodies for our country and communities, and never forgetting those who were sickened because of their service for this country. The Foundation is committed to helping these heroes and their families, heroes like retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Michael Cardo's, Lieutenant Cardo served his country for 20 years, received numerous commendations, including a Bronze Star. During his time overseas, he was exposed to toxic burn pits. 18 hours after being diagnosed with service-related cancer, he passed away. Tunnel to Towers then paid off the mortgage on his family's home, removing a financial burden for his widow and their six children. The Foundation helps Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders, as well as severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Help the brave men and women that give everything, including their lives. Join both of us in donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. 
Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Let me tell you about an American company whose entire mission is built around supporting this same community of people, which I'm a part of and proud to be so. GovX.com is an online shopping platform that people like me with service related backgrounds have been using for years. There are over 8.5 million GovX members benefiting from the site today. As a GovX member, I get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. If you're a member, GovX.com is the first place to check when you're shopping online. If you've served our country in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, emergency medical services, or other government agency roles, go to GovX.com. That's govgovx.com and create your free membership today. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart and you'll get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Turn here. When we come back, Nikki Haley has weighed in and said she thinks the E. Jean Carroll verdict was justified. I'm paraphrasing. We're going to play that audio for you. Maybe the dumbest thing Nikki Haley has said on the campaign trail so far. And she said a lot of dumb things, um, but has she done any research at all on this case, Buck? I, I would want someone to ask her why um, why the E. Jean Carroll case is justified, but why she doesn't think Joe Biden committed sexual assault against Tara Reid. Like, on, on what evidentiary basis would that distinction be made? It's a fantastic question. Uh, we'll talk about it when we come back. Uh, Team MyPillow wants to say thank you for being great customers, and they're doing it with a massive sale. off or more on their big items like mattress toppers, my towels as well. Want a new bed? You can't afford one right now? The MyPillow mattress topper gives new life to old beds. And the My Towels make getting out of the shower a luxurious experience. The other bonus with this mega sale, free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to check everything out. Again, MyPillow.com. Use our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code, and you will get hooked up in a big way. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com right now. Use those names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code, uh, and you will be hooked up. Again, MyPillow.com. Use that code, Clay and Buck. 
MyPillow.com. Code Glayenbuck. Do it today. We were talking about the verdict, uh, the insane verdict against Trump, $83 million. As I was saying, why not make it a trillion, jury? Make it a cool trillion. I think that would be a good way to send a message. Uh, the reality is Nikki Haley is still running, technically, against Donald Trump in this primary. RNC has made it clear that this thing is over. Uh, all the numbers make it clear that this thing is over. The donors to Nikki Haley's campaign, some of whom aren't just anti-Trump, but are very much Democrats, I think that also means there is no chance here of this changing. We do get the occasional email from somebody who is a staunch Nikki Haley supporter, so I do want, I, I keep that in mind as I discuss all of this. But, uh, Clay, I, I wasn't expecting, expecting this, especially given that reality. If she was in a super tight race, if it were three points, two points, five points even, I think you could see how maybe a degree of arrogance would push her toward all out, all out political war against Trump, right? Whatever is needed, whatever she has to do, she will do. She's nowhere near that. And yet when she weighed in on the E. Jean Carroll verdict, this is what she said. Play it. It cracks me up that people try and overanalyze. I just tell the truth as I see it. I think there have been politics played with prosecutors that have brought on some of these cases. I think there's been politics played even with the judges. But I do think American juries still get it right. They listen to the evidence. They make the decision based on the evidence. And I do still trust any American that sits on a jury. I trust that they're making the right decision. Uh, okay, I mean, f- first of all, that's idiotic. Juries get it wrong plenty. The jury is not something that the jury system is not something that you are not allowed to criticize. If juries didn't get it wrong, Clay, we wouldn't need appeals courts. If juries Correct. didn't get, I mean, uh, but she thinks this is wise in the aftermath of Eugene Carroll. I just trust the jury. It's such a such a kind of weaselly non-answer. If you want to criticize Trump. I think the defense that he provided in the first civil trial was very weak. And I don't know if he got bad legal advice on what exactly was going on, but he basically didn't show up at the first sexual assault jury trial. And I think he should have offered a more robust defense there. But the second trial, so that would be my advice from a legal perspective, the second trial, and I think there's a third trial now that is uh, that is upcoming because I think she sued him for what he said in the CNN town hall too. What do you expect if you are accused of a crime? How is it defamation to deny that you committed a crime? I I, I just I, as a baseline point of law, and again I come back to. The she accused him of rape and sexual assault. The jury in that first civil trial found that he committed sexual assault, not rape. So how is calling her a liar not accurate in some way based on the original jury's finding? That that seems to me very again, think about what defamation is. She said he raped and sexually assaulted me. The jury in the first trial, to my understanding, somebody can correct me if if there's something that I'm missing in this first trial. Certainly, I didn't watch it every day or 
pay a vast amount of attention to it. The jury in that first trial said we find him culpable beyond, you know, liable beyond a reasonable doubt, not beyond no, no, a reasonable no, no. doubt, it, by it, preponderance of the preponder- evidence. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's maybe he did it. I think he probably it's, did it. It's not, yeah, it's it's 50% plus a feather, basically, is the way we talk about it in, in the law, as opposed to beyond a reasonable doubt, which is like, you know, you can put your own percentages, but whatever, 98, 99% likely, however you want to classify that, there isn't a definitive percentage, but 50% plus a feather. They found that he did not rape her. So when she said, I was raped, she was found by a civil jury to have lied. I don't understand, even based on that verdict, how you can go back in time to 2019 and hold him responsible for defamation. But he's actually spoken the truth as it pertains to her allegation of rape, which a jury found did not occur. Now, a jury did find he sexually assaulted her, but they didn't find that he raped her. So this whole thing is bonkers to me, and I think it's all going to get tossed on appeal. I, I think this entire verdict and everything one? else. How could they believe one and not the other? Do you know? You know what I mean? It, it sounds to me like they. This was almost, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 a Solomonic split the baby. Solution. It's like when it's, somebody it's, says we think he's guilty of second degree murder, and you look yeah. at it, and it's well, it's either first degree sure. murder or he didn't do it. But this is also first of all, that's why Nikki Haley's saying I trust the jury. I mean, that's absurd. Uh, if, if that is their approach, I think it almost certainly is. So what they're doing is they're hedging because they're saying, well, there's really no evidence. And she says yes, he says no. Let's not say yes to the more, the, the much bigger thing, but let's say yes to the slightly, or, you know, to the lesser charge. And that way we're kind of going down the middle. This is why this whole thing is crazy. The, yeah, the it's crazy. System. But, you know, I, the, even within that construct, again, I think Trump should have shown up at the trial, probably in retrospect. I bet if, if, if he had known the way this was getting the table that this was getting set. But it's it's all just bonkers to me because when you get accused of sexual assault in a civil trial or in a criminal context, how in the world is it defamation to say I didn't do it? I I just I just come back as a matter of law. Is it def- somebody accuses you of, uh, of if robbery? I say I didn't kill someone? Is it then defamation? You know, if, if I say I'm not guilty of murder. Am I defaming the person and their family or something if I deny this? I yeah, mean, well, oh. in, in in murder, at least you know you have a body, and like you could get accused tomorrow of theft. And if you said no, I'm I didn't commit, uh, you know, I didn't steal anything. It's defamation. If you, I, I just I can't get over the world that has been created. And again, this should be something that reasonably intelligent lawyers out there are speaking out about more so than I've seen occurring. Because this is a kangaroo court, banana republic situation that's ongoing. And Buck, this doesn't even take into account E. Jean Carroll saying she thinks rape's sexy on CNN. E. Jean Carroll goes on MSNBC and jokes about how she's going to spend the Trump money. Does this seem like a woman that is horribly uh, wronged and has been living for decades with the stain and uh, an awful psychological t- turmoil of being raped or does she seem like a crazy person i just i i look at this and i can't believe and by the way the, the Tara reed front uh, front you asked a really good question this is where democrats are far more nasty than republicans are 
They paid for E. Jean Carroll to get lawyers to go after Trump. They changed the law in New York to allow her lawsuit to happen. What did Republicans do with Tara Reid? Far more credible accusation of sexual assault against Joe Biden when he was senator by one of his employees. She talked about it for decades. There's tons of evidence of it. Story just goes away. Yeah. I mean, this is, we're, we're trying to, we are not having equal fights here. They are nasty. They are venal. They are, uh, incredibly, incredibly willing to, uh, to undertake just the most deceitful tactics, I would argue, possible. And Republicans do nothing in response. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, Biden and Tara reads the story, just goes away. New York Times writes one story about it. Washington Post writes one story about it. And the story just vanishes. Nobody even mentions it. Tara, this E. Jean Carroll story, you can't look her. It's on everywhere. Nobody even mentions Tara Reid. By the way, not occur, the Tara Reid that a lot of people will remember. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even occur to Republicans, I think, to level um, fake or or completely unprovable and and very uh, uh, vague uh, sexual assault allegations against their political opponents. This is not something that you'll notice. I mean, they did it to Kavanaugh. They do it to Trump now. Um, and you could say, oh, well, look at what happened with no. A woman came forward and said that Joe Biden, you know, forcibly, you know, did things to her, sexually assaulted her. Uh, and that's there's nothing that is not credible about that. It's not like she's saying, oh, it was. 40 years ago and nobody can remember anything and i'm just saying this thing happened um but yeah they they play they play for keeps and i i do think that unfortunately part of the problem here clay is even if most people can see through this stuff i mean you keep saying it'll get overturned on appeal let's say in new york yeah but maybe the point is just to get the conviction you know what i mean maybe the point oh, and the appeal may is, not get turned over till after the election and biden exactly. can go out and say like he's a Indi- sexual yeah, assaulter I'm sorry, like, convicted felon trump convicted he, felon trump that's the whole point of this and he has to put forward still buck potentially hundreds of millions of dollars in these fees in order to have the appeal so you know you, you, 88 million dollars i don't know how many people in america have $88 million in cash. Not many. 5000 10000 I mean, in cash. A lot of people have property that are super wealthy, but you have to put forward $88 million, or sorry, $83 million on top of the $5 million you already had to put down. And, Buck, remember, they're trying to levy a several hundred million dollar penalty, Letitia James is, in New York, too. These are all civil-related penalties against Trump, dollars, as opposed to uh, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy. If you're a podcast, and we'll take your calls, 800-282-2882. If you're a podcast listener and a history buff, you're going to enjoy our American stories. This podcast series features unique stories about America and its people. Each weekday, our American story shares the incredible journey of the men and women who built this country and continue to. On one of today's episodes, you'll hear about Lincoln's last trip back to Springfield, Illinois, or how the mechanical horse, a.k.a. the bicycle, reshaped American life. Another episode reveals the interesting backstory of everyday American phrases. For example, do you know the origins of the expression red tape or hair of the dog? Learn something new and fun on our American stories. You can find this podcast on the free iHeartRadio app. 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, it's called Our American Stories. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX. Code CLAY. G-O-V-X-C-L-A-Y savings for those who serve grand canyon university a private christian university in beautiful phoenix arizona believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness gcu believes in equal opportunity and the american dream starts with purpose gcu equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you want to weigh in on uh, these calls... um, Let's go, uh, where should we go first? Is this in order, guys? Should we start with, uh, let's go to Rob in Wall Lake, Iowa. Rob, what you got for us? Well, I was a little disappointed in you guys trashing Nikki Haley for, for not standing up for Donald Trump. Hell, don't you think the guy did it? But that's 
neither here nor there. No, I. by the way, Joe, I, I think all of the evidence supports that he did not, in fact. Yeah, do I don't believe that he did it at all. If I yeah. thought he did it, I'd have a okay, big problem so, with it. So there's still a, a jury trial. She says, I believe in the jury trial. Uh, all she's trying to do is take a neutral position, and you guys trash her for not defending Donald Trump. That's baloney. No, hold on. First of all, she said she believes all juries, which is which is absurd. Okay, you're splitting hairs. No, I, I don't think that's splitting hairs. I think that's reality. If I said yeah, to you, what, Joe, you're Joe, if I said like, to you, like, no, Joe, listen, if I said to you, I believe all women, would you agree with me? No. Come on. Okay. We're not going to do So if you say that you believe it. all juries, hold on. If you say you believe all juries, and basically you believe juries always get it right, I mean, did OJ jury get you know it right? What? You know, I'm just tired of you guys always being Trump supporters, and, and you got Sean Hannity. Uh, he's a he's a true conservative. He's not he's not a Republican, but yet he supports the president that spent the most money in our history. You know, you guys are just on this Trump wagon. It's no wonder they lump us all together. Well, okay, so who do you support? We, we, we said, <laughs> yeah, it's obviously Nikki Haley. You know, you guys, you guys are just Trump tutors. You know, I, I'm sorry to say that, but you didn't give anybody else a chance. Oh, so you I mean, think Trump won the election because we weren't we weren't fair enough to Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis? No, no, I I just I I think he's probably got more supporters than that, but you guys didn't help the thing. Well, what should we have done in your mind? Well, I think you should have given him a fair shake. You know, I mean, you guys just are, are always just tooting Donald Trump's horn. Do you realize that? Do you realize that a lot of Trump supporters say that we were far too pro DeSantis? Right? I mean, I'm, if you listen to the show, I, I assume you've heard that criticism as well yes i, I will say we've never yeah. been accused of being too pro nikki haley to be fair that's true yeah okay well you know hey to each I, look, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think know. i think if you are thanks for the call jeff um well let's go to the next call joe's fired up we're being too critical on nikki Haley. Oh, sorry that was rob rob in uh, iowa joe is up next and he's in horseshoe bay texas what you think joe Oh, listen, guys, it is uh, so good that you took my call. It's an honor to be able to get on. Listen, I just heard that guy before me, and uh, I I take a totally different approach. If Nikki Haley, after knowing what the facts are of that whole defamation case, and she makes the statement that if all juries are right and everything's justified that comes out of the court proceeding, that tells you a lot about her judgment and or either that or she's just getting bad advice from her handlers. Because what she just basically did when she did that, she probably alienated fifty well, fifty to seventy five million voters. Thanks, thanks for the thanks for the call. I, I look, juries sometimes get things wrong. And so the idea that Trump if you look if you does what is Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley doesn't have a law degree, does she? She's not a lawyer, I don't think. No, she's an accountant. Okay. All right, so Nikki Haley is an accountant. All right, good for her. Um, If you look at this evidence at all, which I think you have an obligation to do if you're going to run for president and you're going to be commenting on this verdict, this is one of the craziest, most banana republic things that we have ever seen. Again, just succinctly, they changed the statute of limitations to allow this lawsuit to happen. They found what I think is a crazy woman to argue that Trump sexually assaulted and raped her. The jury that heard the evidence without Trump really defending himself at all didn't believe that she that she had been raped. They said, okay, she got sexually assaulted. And now they're 
charging Trump $88 million in a verdict because he said he didn't sexually assault her? This, I mean, I'm being honest as a lawyer, right? Looking at this as a lawyer, this is one of the most banana republic kangaroo court results that I have ever seen. And the idea that if you're running for president of the United States, the only thing you're really selling is your judgment. Nikki Haley's judgment, to me, on answering that question, really poor. This also goes into a context. This is another lawsuit that coincides with all the other either prosecutions or lawsuits, the state attorney general of New York's lawsuit against the Trump organization, the four federal indictments. All this stuff is happening because... This is their plan. Their plan is to just bury Trump in legal actions, uh, criminal and civil, and it's atrocious. None of this stuff happened until the guy ran for president. Isn't that amazing? Yes. None of this stuff occurred. No, Nothing was important enough until the year 20. Come on, everybody. We can put together what's happening here. Everyone can see it. I said, and I continue, and no one has been able to refute this, I bet there has never been a person who is over the age of 75 that has spent his entire life never charged with a felony for anything that suddenly faces felony charges in four different jurisdictions after the age of 75. It's probably a total coincidence, Buck, that it happened right after he became a Republican. And in the election year, too. Wow. No doubt. Timing. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 